Hello and welcome to the Artist Contemporary Podcast, the podcast that champions contemporary artists, curators and galleries. Listen each week to hear me, Anna Woodward, speak to a different person about their experiences, their practice and what they're currently up to within the contemporary arts. Hello and welcome to the Ask Contemporary podcast. Today I'm really excited to be joined by Elsa Rue. So Elsa, please could you introduce yourself and your practice? Um, hi, I'm Elsa. Um, I'm 21 and a female artist. Um, <laughs> my practice is uh, I basically do works on to do with the body um notably like the female body and kind of pushing like grotesque imagery onto these and kind of subverting like traditional male and female power roles um I try and like see the body as like a malleable object in a way that I can like kind of like distort it and have like bodies merging into each other like pushing and pulling and like ripping each other apart it kind of all like feeds into like a narrative of uh, feelings around like guilt and shame and just general feelings to do with like relationships with people and um, yeah yeah I was just I was thinking about your work before we started doing the podcast as obviously I should be doing um <laughs> and I was thinking about how some of the imagery is quite like intersex and when you're looking at it you're like is this female form and I kind of like the indigenous side to it and the way that it's not like the kind of stereotypical of the female form that you expect to see of this like pornographic which is with yeah I think it's kind of it comes from like I have an interest in like fluids but it kind of also goes into like fluidity of like um the person and how everything's interchangeable and nothing's ever fixed like sexuality everything like gender it's all just kind of I think people are just fluid in the way that they are people change same with like sex but then I feel like it nicely interlinks with like bodily fluids and like to me bodily fluids are kind of like what signify us as being like mortal yeah I find like this an interesting mix of like a fluid kind of like non-body combined with like a very real part of being human yeah and I think there's this kind of idea of like the image of the human Mm. in art and you never really see the fluids because you know like the like grotesque connotations with bodily fluids whereas actually like it is a reality of being a human that like there are fluids involved and as you say like it's good because you're alive and like your body is functioning yeah exactly it's like if we weren't producing the fluids we'd, we'd be dead yeah <laughs> thing of like isn't it that when you die that your body does release fluids yeah it does because it like all the muscles relax so yeah you kind of like just expel anything from your flat <laughs> and uh intestines and also I think there's a lot of mucus that comes out of the nose and stuff it's, kind of, it's quite <laughs> gross <laughs> but like, yeah kind of like and then I think your blood all settles at like oh this is if you die like naturally obviously 
it like settles in like your chest area oh wow but like so it's like you know the movement of fluids kind of signifies that you're alive <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. so then what's your process in making a piece are you someone who really kind of religiously starts working on paper and then goes into the canvas work are you kind of someone who's just like fuck it let's just see where this goes on the canvas um it's like a 50 50 mix I think I kind of yeah I definitely start with like a drawing like a really basic idea but like the drawing in comparison to the final painting is quite well it looks the same but it's very like uh crude and not very well thought out yeah I like draw it on the painting and then as it goes along I'll like think about the color schemes and I don't really have like plans of where I'm gonna like so for ones I've been doing at the moment there's been like blood in them and like milk but I don't really plan where I'm gonna put the blood and milk and mm. kind of like I love myself some freedom of expression yeah. while also having yeah because yeah. I always think when I was I went to um the London Gallery Weekend Gut Show um introduction oh, yeah. to Sadie Coles and I was looking at her work and it's all I think you have this really clever thing where as you say like in your process you kind of aren't really like too strict and be like this is where this milk mark needs to be and things like this but I think the way you paint it it looks like it's all just kind of happens so perfectly <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, what I mean? and like the way, like the subtlety and like the softness of your mark making. When I was making it, I was just like, "How does she do this? And how are the colors not bleeding?" And like, which I love as well. I think your work has this whole other side to with the imagery, but also like the incredible technique of the painting that you stand there and you're like, "Fuck, how?" Yeah, I kind of like yeah, because it's with the painting. I kind of when I started doing that technique, I used like inks and bleach to get a base layer mm. of like the people to like basically create that like hazy fluidy look and it was, it was basically so it's like links in back with like the idea of fluidity I kind of kind of wanted the um process to mimic like the fluidity that happens in it and then as I moved on to like get more tone and depth and everything I kind of used like a dry brush technique over yeah. with acrylic and like you know like I always think when I was younger my brothers used to do Warhammer and like <laughs> they were all I remember them teaching me how to do it once and they were like yeah you've got to do a dry brush technique where you like make like the paint really dry basically and then do it and like it just one day I was like painting and I thought about it and I was like oh maybe I'll try that and it works really well with like that hazy effect <laughs> yeah because it's like easy to blend in with it and then build up yeah that's right. it yeah that's basically everyone's like Campbell Wells where she learned all her techniques no Warhammer <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I don't really get much from uni technique wise <laughs> oh the wonders of the um 2020 and 2021 art school education <laughs> kind of freaked me out the other day because I was like when I started I was like oh no am I boring because when I started I was in first year so I was going out all the time then like half a second year and third year it was like lockdowns and then now I'm like kind of like trying to do painting full time. And I'm like, shit, I've gone from like being fun and going out to like <laughs> working with like no like transition. <laughs> I mean, this thing, I was like so excited. You know, when you get to a point where you're like, everything is lined up. And I was like, okay, the next three months, 
I'm yeah. just gonna paint it's gonna be great and then I broke my collarbone I was like oh yeah <laughs> and I was just like okay I've had a spell myself the perk is I don't like football and it's meant that I haven't had to go and watch any of the football matches that's really good I'm it's fun watching football but I just don't get what's going on <laughs> yeah I just don't get as enthusiastic like it doesn't really affect yeah, like- England win yeah I'll be like yeah England won and it's like it's kind of like a joke though it's like I don't actually I'd be really shocked if we got into the finals like, yeah. like no hope <laughs> I feel like when it was the world cup I didn't realize it was happening and I was working in a pub and I was like why is it so busy on like a Tuesday <laughs> evening no and I were like it's the there. world cup I was like oh and then every shift I just I hated it yeah yeah no the idea that the other day I agreed to work at a pub and I didn't like, I don't know, like the timetable or football. And I was like, yeah, I'll work that day. That's fine. Because my boss was like, please work. And then I got there and somebody was like, yeah, are you prepared for tonight? And I was like, why? And they were like, because it's the football night. I was like, oh. <laughs> Literally the struggles of being an artist that you have to do these jobs and you're like. <gasps> yeah. It's all right, though. It's not too bad. Yeah. It's worth it when you can go to the studio and just have an amazing day painting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's always like night jobs are good. Yeah, I guess also you've kind of had this really weird period of, yes, you've been an art student, but you actually haven't been making work in the art school. So I guess for you, and I think a lot of people graduating this year, are kind of a lot more set up for life and reality as an artist. Yeah, I think so. Because just like, yeah, you kind of got to find your own like way of doing it. But I'm really lucky because I've, got a studio with my other brother Alfie at the um moment moved in because like yeah my other brother's like letting us use it and it's just like what George is letting yeah <laughs> it's worked out really nicely and it's kind of I was expecting to like be working from my from my bedroom for like three years <laughs> but yeah it's kind of like <laughs> So that you have a place to work in. Yeah. And I guess also it's such a unique situation that like all three of you are artists and painters. Yeah, Yeah, this comes up a lot. I always like, I don't know. I'm not really sure how it happened. I think it's kind of, we all just, yeah. I don't know because my parents weren't, my dad likes art and so does my mum, but they weren't artists or anything. So I'm not really sure. Like, my dad was a hairdresser, and my mum was a loan agent, so they're not really, like, <laughs> the most, like, creative careers. Yeah. But, yeah, it, yeah, it worked out quite well. We, yeah, I guess, well, with George, I guess it kind of, like, made you realise when you were younger that, like, it's actually a doable career. Yeah. Tr- and you don't have to, like, actually go into, like, sciences or something to, like, you know, live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think that probably, like, spurred me and Alfie to actually pursue it as, like, a possibility. Yeah, no, it's really great. I think that's it's always so great for kind of earlier career stage artists to have someone close to them who is showing that you that you can make an income you can survive you can have that like work-life balance yeah how to do it because I think there isn't really like if you kind of compare to like your family most people's families aren't 
have artists who are living from art yeah exactly like yeah you'd kind of like you think it's like a completely foreign concept until like somebody close to you actually does it yeah and it's like always that thing of um I always find whenever I see like family friends or whatever they're like oh you sold any paintings recently or like are you gonna become an art teacher and I'm like no (laughs) no yeah I remember when I was doing my degree my friend's parents I remember going down like to visit my friends and then their parents were like oh yeah so uh, what jobs can you get with an art degree <laughs> I was like, uh, none <laughs> <in the park. laughs> I'm just doing it for the free studio <laughs> yeah <laughs> following the family trade yeah <laughs> yeah no it's quite funny I feel like yeah people just don't really think that you can actually do anything with it I guess you can't, depends, but I kind of just, I prefer to do it and have another job on the side. Yeah. Then just not do it at all and do something that I don't really feel passionate about. Yeah, and I think it's that thing if you have, I think like it is a big reality of being an early career stage artist that you you have that extra job and you have that income, which even in some things, even if you are kind of making steady income from art I find I really like having that regular like once a month I know yeah you're gonna get money is coming like rent is paid done yeah exactly it's just kind of like the security job (laughs) 100% and I think a lot of people like some people turn around to me I was from someone they were like how do you have time for like spare time and I'm well in my spare time normally pre-breaking my collarbone (laughs) I would just be in the studio and I don't think of me going to the studio as work as like formal like yes nine to five you this is my job I'm like this is great (laughs) yeah because I want to do like I want to go in like most days to the studio just so I get into a routine Mm. but I'm there I'm like I get tired and stuff because it's like you're working for long hours sometimes but like I don't really view it as like something like when I get there I always really enjoy it yeah and I'm always like when I don't like paint for a while I'm always there like getting really like weird and like I really want to like just go and paint (laughs) but and like yeah but yeah I don't really view it as like a job oh I do view it as a job but like the work I don't view as like uh what's the word something that you like are forced to do something that proves your passion about it yeah exactly that yeah no it's so great I'm so excited I feel like I'm living through painters at the moment (laughs) (laughs) giving me my hit of painting yeah (laughs) without being what it must be like like not being able to do it for like so long I feel like I like lose my mind (laughs) yeah I feel like it's gonna be really weird but I'm I'm going back to art school in September for my master's so I feel like I'm going to try and like get as many podcast recordings done and be super organized on the arts contemporary side so that then when I am back and I can paint yeah where are you going to go for your master's city city and guilds that's where I did my undergraduate oh nice yeah 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 that's good yeah it must be nice to like go back to it after like doing podcasts for so long yeah I think I'm really looking forward to it I feel like now I'll make even more of it by having had this break um which will be good I'm just yeah and I guess also it'll be interesting because I'll have loads of kind of thinking time yeah definitely think about my work when I'm doing imagery whereas before it's like balancing a hundred different things at once yeah definitely I feel like you're a 
practice has probably changed quite a lot you've had like so long off and then like you thought about it and then you go back I feel like it'd like make massive like leaps <laughs> yeah I'm also really intrigued because obviously I'm not using my right arm at all like it has yeah. to be in a sling um so it would have been in a sling for six weeks and then I start physio like how the muscles will change yeah because they must be a lot weaker that's yeah. why you, yeah. I have to do these exercises to make sure it doesn't like lock <laughs> oh god <laughs> and it, it, the first time I did it I was just like this is so painful I'm like this ridiculous this is my I'm right-handed like oh no that's so terrible it's a very it's a very strange sensation yeah yeah it'd be kind of interesting to see like how I guess do you paint yeah 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 I guess to see how like your painting technique would change because of like the muscles or like the movement yeah it'll be really interesting um but also so I'd say with your work when I first kind of saw it was in I think beginning of lockdown yeah and it just seemed like it just like exploded literally and metaphorically (laughs) all over Instagram and just seeing your work so much how would you what was that experience like just from obviously like you were a second year at Camberwell um it was really it was it was kind of, it was it was weird because it was very overwhelming because like I was like I didn't expect anything like this of like the sort until like a few years after you finish uni yeah you know normal yeah. <laughs> but so I was a bit like overwhelmed but then also at the same time it was like the beginning of lockdown so like my responsibilities were like absolutely none because I was think I was spending most of my time actually like going to the park because it was like really hot last year. Yeah, it was. So- I was like going to the park, like doing nothing, just chilling in my house, like watching TV. So this was all happening, and I remember like um, online shows, and like every time, like you know, when you have a show, you'd like have drinks with your friends or like go like to a private view or something. Every mm. time, I was just like laying in my bed, like oh yeah, look, I. Uh, shows just come up <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, but I think it kind of worked because it was like so sudden and so overwhelming if it was like a load of people like being like oh congratulations I probably would have been like absolutely anxious like really yeah. like, out of it but where I was just like by myself doing like nothing it was kind of like took the edge off <laughs> yeah it eased you yeah. into it yeah definitely just and then now it's like oh cool <laughs> no it's yeah. so exciting it's so great to then obviously Campbell I think of the UALs have been really great that they've given the physical degree show oh yeah they kind of like yeah my tutors were really good at like pushing stuff I think because it's like there was a lot it was all kind of like last minute and even like going back to studios we were we had quite a lot of studio time at uni because we didn't have like December like end of December or January there and like mm-hmm. February, but we were basically there from March to yeah. um yeah at the end so we had and like from like September to November we were there so it kind of like we did have quite a big chunk at in the physical studios so they did deal with it quite well in comparison to others 
goes RCA and apparently like they just didn't have any studio time at all yeah it's crazy and they had the like autumn they have the alternating weeks you go in I think for three weeks yeah and then you leave for three weeks and I'm just like how does that work yeah I think they tried to do that at my uni and then everybody was kind of like like have like allocated days and then it just didn't really work Mm. because like set up a studio at home instead so they changed it yeah I guess it's also good that Canva did that you had the September up the, not se- the March up until the degree show because that is kind of the prime period where you want to be or pushing hard to make that degree oh, yeah, show definitely. series to really investigate your practice and get it as best as you can yeah no definitely it's it, it kind of like really like changed like being able to have a studio I think there was like a time period like it was quite fun having like not being able to like really leave your house because it kind of limited you like I made a lot smaller paintings and when I went to the studio I made quite big paintings but like while I was in the house I made like a lot more latex things because they're like more manageable to do in the house and like put a sheet down and like use the latex and like I made like a film and I kind of experimented a lot more with like the limitations that I had and yeah I kind of, it was quite nice to like be limited because I feel like not every point in your life you're gonna have like all the resources you need or all the space you need or anything yeah. knowing that I can work in those limitations and still produce work that I'm happy with was kind of like reaffirming for me yeah, yeah. and that leaves them quite nicely so how would you obviously your practice does kind of have these two folds to it of the painting side but the more kind of performance latex side how would you describe the relationship between the two um I'd say they're quite interlinked with uh just to do with like the body and uh it's yeah it's fluids it's like reproductiveness it's I think the latexes are definitely more to do about no, to do with the body's uh, functionality and kind of more personal to like my experience of having a body. Yeah. But the paintings that I've just made that were in like the show, but I'm also going to have them in like a solo show and I have like two more. And I'm going to have some latexes on the floor. Oh, like getting more interlinked with like that idea of like autobiographical art where it's yeah. like this woman is kind of like a extension of ways that I have viewed myself in the past and like anxieties that I've had to do with relationships. Whereas like beforehand, my paintings were to do with more like just general ideas of this and not really linked to me. Mm. But I think making the latexes and having them quite specific to my own experiences kind of fed into my art and made me want to or not my art my painting and made me want to like explore like myself within the imagery more yeah I think it really takes a lot of confidence and maturity at that point to kind of feel comfortable with bringing yourself and your you personally into the work and into the imagery and I spoke to Salome quite a lot about this because her work is so her yeah yeah uh her yeah her work's lovely so it's like when you meet Salome and you look at her work it just feels like Salome (laughs) yeah 
even like the color palette and her makeup and just everything yeah it's just completely like yeah her to a T but like the mine was yeah I feel like that's what I'm trying to get with my work as well but in a slightly different way where it's like not so lovely if that makes sense because are very emotive and really like uh they they're they're quite like some of them I find quite sad and like they bring around a lot of like emotions and like it's they're really nice but yeah I think they're great and I'm trying to do like that same kind of thing but in a different way where it's kind of like I'm I'm trying to present like a part of me that's like I find monstrous and kind of having like an affinity to it and like not really or an acceptance of it rather than like a complete disregard of like those parts of us because not like every person's like fallible so it's also kind of like exposing the part that naturally one may want no one to see but you're kind of bringing it to the forefront and being like this is me this is what it's like really like kind of parts like that I find like dark about myself and like bringing them to the forefront because everyone must like have these parts but like yeah completely different like a a nice person (laughs) yeah because like of course you do just like how you'd go around with society but Mm. I'm also thinking that a lot of your latex stuff it is kind of molded off your own body um no actually I'd make um like clay shapes and mold it over the clay shapes okay because it always been some of your like more performance piece I've seen where you kind of had it have it attached or you're wearing it I always thought that you'd like taken a cast of yeah no loads of people thought this that's the one with the vagina in it and it's like a really like gnarly vagina and like, and like then somebody was like, oh, it's really brave to do a cast of your vagina. I was like, oh my God, that's not my vagina. <laughs> yeah, I meant in the sense of like hips and stuff, the way that it like oh, yeah. fits yeah. and things. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't worry, I didn't think of vagina. <laughs> I kind of like, I guess I make the latex, like mold it over the clay shapes. Or like muslin, I, I've started like bunching up muslin and like forming it over the muslin. Yeah. And then I kind of like cut it. So like my shape and then like sew it and like form the shape around me a bit like uh clothes making but like quite crude clothes making <laughs> <laughs> so that it fits me yeah because yeah I've thought about like uh casting it from my own body but then mm. there's like part of me that's I quite like the that detachment that it isn't actually my own body yeah of like a fake body on top of my body and it Mm -hmm. kind of creates like a layer and like I guess in the sense of like the paintings where you're like hiding a part of yourself yeah with like this fake body Mm. I guess it also they like from that point they then tie into the imagery within your paintings because obviously like your paintings do have this kind of the bodies are like oozing out but they're not literal descriptions of a human form yeah yeah I think so yeah because I used to be quite disconnected the two but I feel like the more that I'm progressing 
with my practice they're kind of like interlinking a lot more yeah feeding off each other I think also your color palette in the last kind of like three to four months has really pushed into the kind of skin flesh tones into being more in line with the latex tones against these kind of bluey green really striking backgrounds yeah 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 that's uh I think the green I can I keep uh doing paintings and being like oh I won't do this background green <laughs> like oh I want that and then I'll be like oh I've accidentally just mixed the green to cut together and like put it on but I think it just goes so nicely with like the orange and it really brings out like those like skin kind of tones I think yeah. maybe it's to do with like is it like when people used to oil paint they'd always do it green first wouldn't they to bring out yeah like, maybe it's to do with that I think it's also the green and the colour. It like, it's a very calming and cool colour against these quite kind of intertwined, explosive at time imagery that you're looking at. And I think the green kind of calms it and creates this kind of juxtaposition between the two. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's quite like a cool colour yeah and even within it like it's such a rich and striking yeah and you can tell like you haven't just got like a tube of paint and (laughs) put it on yeah no with those greens I um I started using pigments because I really wanted to like get my backgrounds like a really like bold strong color and it's funny like it could it does look like paint but like there's just something about the color that I can't like describe that's just so like rich Mm. (laughs) And I think it does work, especially because the uh, bodies are generally quite like wishy-washy. Mm. It makes them seem harder, and yeah, more... it gives them that edge. Yeah, then like if it was like a like pastely color, it kind of makes the um, bodies kind of like merge with the background. But I yeah. quite like spaced out, like like it's like an a something is happening in a space. <laughs> that's what I really want to like achieve with it but like a non-space but like yeah so it's like if I was like doing the colors like similar they'd look like they were just blending in and like it would be kind of interesting because it's like the body would all but I kind of want them to be bodies like yeah. very like solid that they're like bodies like I've been looking at these worms I can't, I don't know what it's called, but there's like this Instagram page called like Waterbod and there's like these like bee worms and they're like orange and slimy and they like, they look so good and they're like so like tangible and I really want to make like my figures like that, like really like, like meaty, like you can like feel them, but then also like not real. (laughs) Yeah. And I also, I think like with the reference to the kind of image of like the worm and like going back to the way that you highlight and you pull out the colors within the body there is that real kind of like oozing and tightness yeah that's yeah exactly just like a a restriction but then also Mm. like like really like fluid motion of like the restriction like they're like movements between each other like a bit like how a worm moves like especially these worms I can't remember what they're called but they're like they're like orange and they're like really shiny and they like have like weird little pincery things <laughs> like they're kind of gross but when they move they kind of just like ripple oh that's so cool yeah 
but it's like I kind of want that effect I feel like I spent like ages on this Instagram page just like yeah. looking through them <laughs> it's like I can imagine all those kind of weird sea reef animals that like are so small but when you like zoom them oh yeah they're amazing they look like aliens like I, I always think this is like every kind of like alien that we think is going to come to earth if you just look in r- rock pools and like get a magnifying yeah like, <laughs> it's already happening yeah it's just in the sea <laughs> a bit more evolution and they will be climbing out yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so you've obviously taken part in loads of online and physical shows. Are there any that's really that have really stood out to you as being like this is when I was most happy with my work and the way that it was represented? I think probably this the recent like London Gallery weekend. Yes, yeah. shop one with Guts Gallery. That's probably. I mean, it's always because it's most recent, but like, <laughs> I, mean, I really feel like there was like a, the way that it was presented, that painting as well, and the latex in like, it was very how I'd want my work to be viewed. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'd say that's probably like my favourite thing. And also, I guess, because it's actually tangible and like, I could go see it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it makes think a big difference big difference like, physically see your work yeah and it kind of like the way it plays with like each other and how like the latex was on the other side of the room and they or like opposite each other they kind of made like a nice duality and you don't really get that when it's like online yeah it's I think also with that show it was such a great lineup of artists but it was it was really intimate yeah it was really nice like and I I liked the way that obviously Guts Ellie and Jen like did a great job of that they could have gone massive with it and had yeah, massive no. space and done every artist they worked with but actually they decided to tune it in yeah no I think the way that they did it works quite nicely as well because like everybody who works or who was in that show is quite like um not close with each other but it is kind of like there's this friendliness between everyone so yeah. I think like that show emulated that kind of sense of like it being more like a community of artists rather than yeah. like for artists getting shown on separate walls yeah and it was also I liked that there was a big tie to obviously the um exhibition marathon there obviously were yeah. um a couple who weren't in that but a lot of the artists it was almost it for me it felt like a year it's a year on and yeah, it is now we're still championing, championing and supporting these artists. And I think it's so important. And that's what Guts really represents. It's not just like a one show yeah. gallery. It's it's the series. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's like and it's going to be like it's like a series of events that are like slowly unfolding. And I feel like it's great because you can see everyone's like progression from if you think back on last year to the marathon artists and how like they've like progressed in that like short amount of time I think yeah yeah it's really great and then I'm right in thinking that you have your solo show in August yeah yeah I do I'm using yeah it's Stoke Covington I'm really excited about that I'm basically using the three works that were in my degree show and then two more works and I'm gonna have these two I don't want to give too much away but basically yeah. 
few latex sculptures that are like mm, I don't want to say they're interactive but like kind of set up more like installations yeah or like the edge of like installation and sculpture than like a you know just the thing that's there yeah they're gonna like link and there's also like yeah there's like there's like a very vague narrative that goes with the whole show and like the latexes will interlink with the paintings and I have a poem that's like gonna be alongside it and it's all just gonna like come together to form like a kind of like a slight I guess you can never say it's immersive with paintings but like I guess a slightly immersive like vague storyline or I guess uh, it's when you like take the concept of it not just being paintings in a room it's taking the viewer on a journey around the room and into the artist's mindset and thought process yeah that's exactly what I wanted it's kind of like a journey of like the deconstruction of like this like woman that like emulates me (laughs) but like not like physically but like just she's me but she's like a weird like grotesque version of like me so like the embodiment of like probably like my worst or not worst but like thoughts that I haven't really liked in the past yeah and she like embodies them and then it kind of like goes around I think it should be interesting yeah but I thought five was like a nice number to like just create the sense of like I think I got the message across in the five like I could have done loads but yeah I don't think I really needed to it was like it felt yeah done when like I'd done those yeah I think also obviously I wasn't able to see the Camberwell show in person but just looking at scale you have scaled up quite significantly yeah like twice the size because my others weren't too big they're always around like a meter like not I guess it's probably from working in my room yeah but like where I had that space to work I've like yeah scaled up to like what they're like 180 by 130 that's a really nice size yeah so they're quite nice it's like kind of like a really big A4 yeah paper like but there's yeah, it kind of like reads like a book, I guess, from this the shape of them. It should be like, yeah, I'm really excited for this just because I'm happy with the works that I made for it. So you know when you're happy with something? Yeah. So whenever anybody else says, you're kind of like, oh, it doesn't matter, I really like this. So that's always, that's like the most important thing though, is that you as the artist and I think, especially of a solo show, it's so important that you are solely happy with the work and you're happy with what you're representing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like, I think it shows if you're happy with what you've done. And I think, like, it's all, like, people, like, your art wouldn't, like, or your art wouldn't, like, have a platform without people liking it. But, like, I think there's a lot of people that put, like, too much risk on people liking it and, like, kind of, like, don't um, try and, like, change their work. Yeah. know it's works <laughs> but I think it can kind of like become stale if you don't like do what you want to do with it definitely I think you need that you always need that personal passion and interest if yeah. you're doing it for your like pure love yeah yeah and like where you want it to go it's like even if like it's not as successful as like your old paintings or something if it's something that you're really happy with 
then I think it kind of like shows in the artwork because it can yeah. like but if you're doing the same thing all the time it can become like quite stale and like you can see like the discontent in it I think yeah I think you can see boredom yeah boredom definitely like when you get someone gets bored of like a way of working it definitely shows yeah no I'm so excited to see it I was already excited to see it just having not been able to see the Camberwell show but now I love this idea of having the kind of installation and like whole room experience sounds really yeah. great yeah it's not like yeah saying it's like installations like it's not like it is paintings on walls with like two sculptures but like I feel like it's the way that it's like the paintings play sculptures are gonna play it does installation in it. yeah there's like a continual narrative and like a jet I like it yeah that the paintings take you on so to finish off um which artists at the moment are you finding most inspiring and influential on your practice apart from the works Um, (laughs) (laughs) I really like the work by Sasha Gordon um she's I really like the way she uses uh like a literal autobiographical thing of like painting like herself she does it like very well and like her way of painting is just like immaculate it's like so beautiful I can't even like comprehend how I'd even do yeah. that and uh yeah I just love her work and people should definitely check her out if they don't know who she is I really like Marie Jacoti's work I think that's how yeah I think that's how you say her name but um yeah she's she recently did like a film where she like drew each frame it's like mm-hmm. a frame animation but it's it's so good and like their drawings are so they're really simple but they're so effective and they're like so small I've like seen a couple in person they're like really tiny or not really tiny like a5-ish but like yeah. still tiny it's <laughs> and, like a super intimate yeah re- and I think drawing you can really achieve that yeah and the images like without each other like like you know even like deconstructed from the whole film I just each one's like feels so intimate like mm-hmm. it feels like you've like you're like what looking at something that's like really personal but I, I don't really know why it just that has that effect and my last one's probably Ruby Neri I really like her work she makes like these giant ceramic like pots that look like blonde really busty women (laughs) and they're amazing and she does these drawings as well that basically like like the drawings I think there's like a there's a page online that shows them it's like the David I can't remember the name let me just the David could this sounds terrible um um Oh, David Kordansky Gallery. And she has like a viewing room for her drawings. And that's just really nice to look at. Yeah. Um, yeah, but her ceramics are definitely like, they're so good. I really want to see them in person one day. So I've only ever seen them through like Instagram and online. But they just look insane. And especially because like, I, I'm not, I don't, like, I find ceramics so difficult. So in my head, I'm like, how does she even do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing after this 
like the past 18 months it's so exciting when you kind of have had you get to see art work from an artist that you kind of wanted to see for ages yeah and then you see it in person you're like oh it's just like it's always better than you thought it would be yeah yeah and it's just like yeah it's just amazing thing that it is is even though like online shows are great and everything and they're really good at like creating like an accessible platform but going to see art in real life just it like hits different (laughs) it's just a whole nother experience yeah completely it's amazing but thank you so much for joining me today that's okay thank you for having me it's been really it's been so great to learn more about your work and I'm so excited for your solo show thank you yeah I'm uh yeah I'm excited too I'll see you there probably (laughs) I will be there I will be (laughs) hopefully I have both arms to you (laughs) yeah (laughs) freedom you'll be able to wave with your right arm yeah my like very skinny chicken arm (laughs) (laughs) no muscle (laughs) but yeah honestly thank you so much I've had so much fun yeah that's all right it's like that'd be lovely yeah, I'm probably not going to actually edit it that much. Okay, cool. I way prefer it when it's just like, yeah, I'm not all the way through. And I don't think there's anything really that. Yeah, it's fine. I get kind of like nervous when I talk. I feel like I like ramble about things. Like, oh, no, no, you were really great. Like, like talking, then I'd be like, oh, I don't think I've actually answered the question. <laughs> no, trust me, it was really good. Don't worry. And like, we hardly use the questions at all, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, it's been nice. I was like really nervous because like, I'm always like is there like hit and miss with like situations like this if like because I've never met you I was like what if she's like really like cold and yeah. I'm there like ah. no I'm like literally in my pajamas like Meh. <laughs> no, <laughs> <it's not that laughs> but yeah I'm actually doing some stuff with Alfie I think in like October oh nice so he said I think I'd message him but I think I'm gonna come on a studio visit so I will probably meet you then You'll see my studio too because we yeah, it. Was so great. Yeah, he was like, Oh, wait till I've moved in with moved studios and get something planned. But yeah, yeah, I'm also obsessed with his work. Yeah, his work's so good. Yeah, I, I'm like, it's like we always like say, like, it's like we kind of like spur each other on to like push our practice because every time, like, I like think I'm like doing all right, I look at his work and I'm like, oh fuck, I really need to like step up my game. And then like he says that he does the same thing to me. <laughs> That's so great. It's such good. Are you guys twins? No, he's, he's like nearly two years older than me, but he took a year out of school, so we ended up going uni at the same time. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I just, I didn't know if he was, like, still at uni or whatever. Then when you were both graduating, I was like, oh, I like yeah. something? Everybody always thinks we're twins or that I'm his older sister, which I don't really get because I'm, like, I don't really think I give, like, older sister vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he gives younger brother. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I don't know. So fab. Amazing. I will let you get on with your day, but thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, thanks. It's been really nice. Thank you so much for listening to the Artist Contemporary podcast. Remember to check out the Artist Contemporary Instagram and to subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date with all the episodes, artists and exhibitions that are posted on the platform.